this is Coaching 101. Welcome. Uh, my name is Josh Saviello, and I will be your presenter today. So what brings you to coaching? What do you want to get from our time today? How to coach? I don't even know what it is, honestly. Like I said, Sarah recommended this class. Okay. Want to know what it is? Good, good. Need it. Anybody else? This is self-directed. You'll find out coaching is self-directed. Hopefully. Anybody else? All right. So we're here. You want to find out what coaching is, how to use it. So what is coaching? Coaching is a skill set. Coaching is a mindset. So the mindset. Um, my background is I actually took a University of Texas coaching program. It's certified through what's called the ICF, International Coaching Federation. Um, it was part of an organizational uh, leadership business master's program. Um, I didn't take that. I just wanted the coaching. Um, what brought me to coaching is the Holy Spirit. So um, it's my ministry. I started Paraclete for this reason. Um, coaching mindset for me is letting the Holy Spirit lead. Stepping out of the way, me getting out of people's way, and, and helping them. Welcome. Uh, helping them find their way in the Holy Spirit. So that is my mindset, that I want people to be empowered by the Holy Spirit that wants to lead them. I say we are an organic church. We all have, like, our process. There's no story in the Bible that's the same. There was 12 disciples. They had different relationships with Jesus. And I believe through the power of coaching, that's what we can see in the body of Christ. Um, the skill sets. The skill sets are really simple, and we'll go into that a little bit more detail later. Um, but coaching is actually, and this is a big slide, so coaching is an asking solution-focused program. So it's a relationship that that asks and listens and is looking for solutions, your solutions. It's your narrative. It's your story. You're the author. You're part of the author. Obviously, the Holy Spirit has something to do with that. So you're, you're part of that, that process of authoring your own narrative. Um, and these are the differences. This came from Europe, so that's why counseling spelled... <laughs> <laughs> That's a European spelling of counseling, I guess. Um, so we don't focus on the problem as much as what is the solution? Where do we want to go? What's the narrative the Holy Spirit wants to write with us? What's the story he's trying to tell? What, what is the map of the world ahead of me? And what does he want it to become? So we see that it's a self-discovery process. It's an inward-focused process. Um, and outward focus, but mostly like we're trying to pull out what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Um, I keep hitting the wrong button. It's a self-guided process. I'm not here to lead you in a way of what it is other than to lead the conversation, and we'll get more into that. And it's transformative. Um, I listen to a lot of different people in the coaching realm and, and all that type of stuff. And one of the things they say is we have a transformative process. This is a transformative process for me that has a transformative message. We have a transformative message as a church. Now, I believe that we have a process to help that transformation come along. So here's the process. The process is somewhat simple. There's 
it's a conversation. It's a relationship. Um, so there's trust involved. Um, we have coaching agreement. There's ethics. There's stuff that we want to get out of the way as a relationship and define what coaching is in that relationship and what I'm here to do as a coach. As you saw, I'm not a mentor. I'm not here to give you answers other than to help you find the answers that you already have within you, that the Holy Spirit wants you to know. I'm just here to help facilitate that process. Um, so trust is important. Can you step back? Yeah, sorry, maybe over here. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Tran uh, so there's the, the biggest part of coaching um, is the listening and questions. So they're transformational. So people call it active listening, deep listening. I call it transformative cr listening. It's listening for the deep stuff that's going on. It's listening for generalities, distortions, and what God has brought us through. It's, it's, it's moving that next step. It's, it's listening to see and what is the Holy Spirit doing. And then the questions come along with that. Um, they're powerful questions. They move us from one step to the next. Questions are open-ended. Questions that usually don't start with why. Um, there's all kinds of stuff on questions. Everybody just like, give me the questions to, to ask. Here's a list of 33 powerful questions. The power comes in the listening. My co the, the coachee gives me the next question based on what I hear them saying. So the true power in this process, and again, it's a conversation, um, is in the listening and the transforming and the questions. And then it wouldn't be coaching without action. So one of the things we're trying to do is get you moving forward on a path, heading towards that solution. What's the next step in the solution? If w this isn't what you want, then what is? So the power and the transformation comes from our own story, comes from navigating our own map. Um, one of the books that I read early on, um, uh, one of my coaches and mentors in my life uh, led me to was the fact that we don't necessarily teach how to be led by the Holy Spirit. We come to somebody and they give us an answer based on where they've been or what they've seen or, or their experiences, which is great. That's mentoring. That's counseling. That's it's a those are telling aspects in some aspect in in a lot of aspects but uh we bring out the diversity when i step out of the way and let the holy spirit lead when i'm not here to tell you an answer to give you because sometimes i don't i don't have the answer i don't know where you've been or what you've been through i don't know the story god's trying to tell with you with you your narrative your your process um, so it brings out diversity. It moves vision forward. It, it brings us, um, this one, I'm a electronics engineer, so I had to have an equation in there. Um, so if we have an X, if we know where we are and we want to get to Y, we have to do it by Z. So we have to change what we do sometimes. There's a, a saying in a leadership book. The answers for today cause the problems for tomorrow. So we're leading forward, we're leading off the map, we're, we're going where we don't know or we haven't led before. And how am I gonna mentor you in that process? How to teach you in that way? So a lot of this is used in, in leadership development in the real world now. It's getting huge traction in that realm. Um, they believe this is true learning, um, that we learn by experiences, we learn by doing, we learn by our own, um, what do I wanna say? 
our own processing of where we're at and where we want to go, who we want to become. So that, in a nutshell, is coaching. Very brief nutshell. Where it's, like I said, kind of what this is meant to do is just, I mean, I have almost 200 hours of training in coaching. Um, and I've coached about close to 100 hours. Um, I'm in the 90 realm. So, um, so it's something that I'm very passionate about. I believe we need to see. I think these skills and this mindset, if we take even into mentoring and counseling and all those, and they are being brought in. They are being brought in in, in, in droves of like, hey, we can use these skills and this skill set in counseling and consulting. More people are going back that are consultants in areas and getting their coaching capability because um, industry is seeing the power in it. Do you guys want to see the power in it? I got 10 minutes. Does anybody have something they think they could be coached on? Would you mind? He, he kind of. Well, actually, do you, uh, we can do this two ways. I can coach you or we can coach you. I usually do most of my coaching online. So there is a whole aspect of leadership coaching, being a person of leader and coaching the people under you. Um, and again, these principles in leadership are, are, are astronomically powerful, especially in the church because most of some of our leadership are, are not paid. They're not there because it's their job. Some are, and it's still powerful, but some are volunteers. So how do we coach those people up? So, okay. Yeah. And, um, really try to get my kids to um, really search the word God and how, how do I coach them in their lives? You know, we're really on sexual identity right now. How do I coach them in that when the, when the world is attacking and assaulting them with their identity and sexuality? How can I coach them? How can I be a pastor that's uh, being relevant, you know, to the word, but also speaking into their lives, especially Wow, that's a, that's a heavy topic. If you could walk away with one thing in the next uh, 11 minutes, I think we have, what would you want to do? What, what would you want that to be? Good. So how can I coach them to just see from God's perspective, I guess? Coach them. So I hear love is important to you. I hear that you want these people to understand what the love of God is. I hear that um, you want to lead them in their path forward and how to define what love is, that the world doesn't, God does. God is love. So therefore... The world doesn't define love since God is love. That's what I hear you saying, right? So, again, if you could walk away with one aspect, one piece, narrow, narrow it down in... Yeah. Uh, it's a big topic. It's hard. So, uh, how do you think Jesus asked you to coach them or tell them? You know, I can go to the route of, they're going to hell if they, if, if they, don't, if they don't obey God's laws and commands. And period. I can go that direction. I mean, Jesus talked about hell. I could go, you know, that God loves everybody. Um, uh, but, 
you know, there's, there's, you know, uh, you know that the, the question that came to me is, um, well, God loves them, so they think that love and happiness is the same thing. You know, hmm. so I, and it's hard to break that that, that mindset of because the world tells you love and happiness, and you, you can do whatever you want as long as love's in the middle. And I don't, I don't know how to get that to that love is holiness. So you're looking at redefining love in these people's lives. So, so how do you in these people's lives define help them under and define love? Yeah. So, how do you get a different? Per- how do you find their perspective? How do you come after? Th- how do you come at them from their perspective? What's What's a question that you think you would ask? How's it working? Is it working for you? Is it working for you? It's a good question. What's working for you? What are, what are different aspects of scripture that talk about love? Is what we do attached to who we are? We got, we got uh, four minutes until the question and answer. Is there anything else that I can help you understand in this process in those four minutes? All great questions. How would you coach them? How would you? Mm-hmm. Um, again, what what's going on in their world right now? Well, they're late. No, you see that they're late. That's all you've brought to me right now. Right. What is going on in their world? You've just brought me that they're late. They're a volunteer. They're they're an aspect of of their their part their brother in Christ or a sister in Christ. Do you care that they're late or do you care about them? Of course no, you would you would talk to them to find out why they couldn't come on time. So if you went that's a that's a that's a big point is sometimes we look at the tip of the iceberg, right? We all know the iceberg uh, you know, that there's something underneath the iceberg, that's where coaching gets to. Okay, so, if they said, so, yes, go ahead. Is that really the reason? Well, I don't know. That's what they're telling me. 
uh, again, and so how I would coach that would be like, okay, I could tell them to get up earlier, or I could be like, what is really going on? Is it usually the alarm clock that doesn't get us up in the morning, or is it motivation? Is it our, is it our, is it our outlook? Is there something going on that makes me not want to get out of my bed? So the answer can be simple sometimes, but it usually never is. And we all know it. Right? So do I want to love that person and see what God has for them in their life? Maybe they're getting up to a position and, and they don't want to be there. That's not where their passion is. So we can stay at that level or we can coach them to the next level in staying out of the way. You want as their leader to be on time, right? That's what you brought to me. Why is it important for you to have it on, on, on their time, on, be on time? I mean, they're doing it out of the, their own, I mean, I'm not getting paid. There's no, there's no incentive for me to be here other than internally what I've put on this, sure. right? right? So what if you gave them a new incentive? What if you met them where their passion is? So if we get out of the problem and we don't focus on it, because the problem might be that they're not on time or the problem might be that they're depressed or that they want to be somewhere else or they don't know how to get out of bed on time. It could be simple. It usually is not. So again, staying out of the problem, we want a solution. What is your solution? Hey, I really need you to be on time. What's going on and how can I help you get there? You had one. You good? So let me just kind of reiterate what I think you're trying to say. So instead of like dealing with service level issues like he's late, you're, you're focusing more on the deeper issues the, instead of the symptoms of that. Issue. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking behind. Symptoms are usually that, symptoms. They're not the end all. And if I really want get people to transform and become somebody that wants to be. Go ahead. We're in, we, we are definitely in question and answer time, so. Well, I don't know, I find it interesting that you, you chose the, the punctuality is because I'm, uh, I don't know, I think being on time is very important. Mm -hmm. I think it shows respect. I think it shows disrespect to be late. Mm -hmm. That being said. But no, I understand you're trying to look a little deeper, but you know, I'm under the mindset of you keep saying, well, why are they late? I know me personally, if I'm late, I don't even give a reason why I'm late. It doesn't matter why I'm late. The fact of the matter is I'm late. It doesn't matter if I was stopped by a train, if I overslept, if, if I'm depressed, if I'm, uh, I didn't go to bed early enough last night. Why I'm late, to, in my mindset, just for me holding myself accountable, Okay. Okay, that's perfect. Where did all that come from? Ah, now we get to it. No, it's not. To you. He, I, I don't know. Is there any other Marine Corps people here? Military? I mean, it's drilled into you. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was the same way. If I'm respecting his time, I'm going to show up. I care about his time as much as I care about my time, and I don't want to be late. But I'm also ADD, so my mind's in 14,000 different places. So is it that I really want to be late and I'm not respecting his time? That's how you went. 
right off the bat. That's how I see it. That's how you That's see how it. I see that I'm late to someone. Uh, yes. I feel like I, I feel. So are you? I have the same expectation of someone else. So, I have it for myself. so does Jesus call us to the all to the same thing? I, great. I respect you for that. That's an awesome thing, but that's not him. That's not her. How do we find out what Jesus wants for her? And yes, it might come down to an aspect that I want to respect your time, but it's not mine to change him. My goal is to love him and to bring him along on Jesus's journey. So your beliefs and understandings, and that is the hardest thing as a coach to turn off, is what I believe. Well, his specific question, though, was how, how do you coach someone in this Exactly. Yep. Some are atheists. Being late, people above me are saying, hey, they can't be late. They have to be on time. So now I have to address that. So as a leader. That's more specifically. Okay. So we've gotten. We've gotten out of. And that's. And again, you can still take a coach approach to that. My aspect is not in leadership and having a person do that, I can still go to him in a different perspective and say, what's going on in your life? I really, I'm getting, I'm getting people higher than me in a business that's saying, I can't, I can't have you be late. How can we motivate you? See, coaching is motivation. Coaching, it's transformative because it comes from inside them. Listening. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being honest. The transformative listening, finding the real story, and asking deep and impactful questions to pull out of them their motivation. Because their motivation might be, I passionately love this work, and realizing that, my, that when, I, when I'm not here on time, I take from, from something. Um, and again, I don't know it because it's, it's individually to you. We're all motivated. We're all moved differently. So taking a coached approach to management or managing people is a little bit different than actually coaching somebody one-on-one -on -one. in the sense of I'm your boss now. So there's whole aspects of how to coach in a bossing relationship. It's not my forte. That's not where I, I'm bent. Um, that that coaching is powerful and that I can use it in that that situation asking deep and impactful questions and getting to pulling something out of somebody else is the coach approach so it's a solution how do we get you you here on time what are the roadblocks what's going on in your life that is stopping you um, from getting here on time. Caring about the person and not the situation tends to flip the script on stuff. So again, coming to that person in a leadership role and saying, hey, I care about you as a person, that's that trust that we gr gain as a leader in their lives and wanting the best for them. Maybe you're coach them in saying that this isn't the job for you and that you need to move on. That's great. In a coaching perspective, it might not be great for you as a leader because you're getting rid of one of your employees, but maybe you find out for this one that it's a ministry that they're, they, they shouldn't be here. They should be in Kidsmen, or they should be over here doing this, or they're a totally different bent person, but because they came in and thought this is where they belong, they did it, and they're just not motivated to do it. So again, listening deeply and asking the, the powerful questions and pulling something out of somebody, um, there's a proverb about that, is like finding your own path is great, but pulling it out of somebody, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't know it offhand, is, is, is more, more powerful. So as a leader, pulling the best out of people is what we want to do. And coaching, deep listening, and and transformative questions are what drive coaching. I believe helping someone to learn to be on time is helping them become better. Uh, you know, I can tell you, you see people 
time. They rush to work. You know, because people like to sleep, right? I like to sleep. Mm -hmm. We want to sleep as long as we can. We want to stay up as late as we can. We want to sleep as long as we can. So we figure out down to the minute how late can I set my alarm so that I can hurry up, get ready, brush my teeth, get to work, barely clock in at time, right? And I have found, I've talked to other people that, that, that don't do that, that if you live by this principle where you kind of, you get up, you allow enough time to be stopped by a train, or you allow enough time to, to get to work 15 minutes early and you can kind of get set up, and it can, it can completely affect the whole course of your day and your mentality. You're not rushing to work, like mad at every red light, you're mad that people are going slow, you're mad because you have time to get there. Absolutely. That can affect your overall well-being. And if you Absolutely. believe in that strong enough, I think wanting to help somebody improve in that area is not necessarily saying, well, this is right for me and it's right for you. I think that's truly trying to help somebody in an area that you think could benefit them. Correct. And there are overarching principles. He said he gives us what? Teachers, shepherds, pastors for the, the, the equipping of the saints, the movement of the church. So there is a mentor side of things. There, I can't take away. Coaching isn't coaching isn't for every situation i think you can take the coaching principles the deep questions the impactful uh answers because if it comes from you it's you telling me you need to be on time but if i pull it out of you if i get you to go down that path and can listen to you deeply um so case western reserve has a research and there's actually questions gives us two things. There's neurologically, there's two pathways. A question goes down. Um, they call them PEA and NEA. NEA is our, our logic side, but it gives us an aspect that we're closed-minded in a sense that we don't see the big picture and the possibilities that are there. PEA is is our empathetic aspect and it gives us more of those so what we're trying to do is say what is your pathway being on time might be it is better for you in the long run but getting to the point of what they need and what comes out of them of being on time just like that i believe the same thing i believe and was taught to respect other people's time and that you know if you're if you're 10 minutes early you're late you know that was I, I and that was instilled in me now that's not instilled in everybody today obviously that's not everybody's take on things so my thing is is like it might be better for their health how do we get them there on their own term they're not in boot camp it would be great if they were they're they're not your kid so you don't have you know even in that aspect if we bring out of what's the best in our kids it's transformative because it's an internal shift in in perspective and change and mindset not an external exactly and we can we can we can tell people what to do but it, if it doesn't come from them i mean we all see it if it doesn't come out of them are they going to keep up with it? Diets. I think there's a difference between coaching and coddling somebody. Correct. There's such a thing as, as tough love. There are two different frameworks. Well, a volunteer and an employee. Yes. And also the fact the world doesn't revolve around you or me, that I have a team of people I'm responsible for, and if you're not there on time, you're hurting other people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yes. Let's find out, and as believers, we can have a compassionate response. On the other hand, they decided they're going to work Coaching. for the company, and this is what they have to do. Sure. Yeah, it seems like the coaching, the mentoring, the discipling all runs together. Correct. So, I, I believe, and that's why I had all those up there. It was, you know, navigating their map. It was, um, it was finding their purpose in life. So coaching has a place 
those all those other places have a place too so there is an aspect of that if they work for me go ahead you've had your hand up So there's a difference between yes. And, and I think that that's the thing is, again, these are just skills to move people, to help them change. The Case Western book is to help people change. Again, we have a transformative message that Jesus has. Jesus, there, there are things in Jesus' life that are, are a fact. There are realities. He is the meaning of reality. If he's the meaning of reality and we gain everything by him, then these are just processes to get them to the reality that they have um, and that, they, that God wants them to have. Being on time might be part of that, might show part of that, but is it the end-all be-all of what we want from them? Um, and there are other aspects in this that we have to understand that I don't have time to get to. Part of my questions are... Um, direct, direct, what we call direct, um, direct speak. So, like, I might say, hey, like, you just brought to me something, and it's a generality, a distortion, a raw, a, not a great thinking. Um, What's a more common issue? Maybe, maybe being on time for a mentoring issue. What's a more common issue you coach? Uh, so... No, clarity in your life. It might be that I'm coaching that person on on their time issue, okay. or so it is. Yeah, totally. So, and again, um, there is an aspect of okay. We have to speak to this. We have to speak to the fact that nothing more than you just don't. You go to bed too late, and you and you have trouble. You hit the alarm clock too much. That could be the issue. What do you want different? How is that playing out in your life? How do we get to a point to get to what you want? I mean, so those are aspects of like, we can coach through those process. And there are, I mean, that, like I said, there are my, my organization, I'm bivocational. I'm an electrical engineer by day and my coaching passion by by the afternoon or night or morning or whenever I can. Um, but they have a coaching program where I, I'm at. And some of it's to help high potential. Some of it's to help people that aren't, aren't there, that aren't producing, that aren't, aren't doing that stuff. It's a corrective action because the power of coaching comes from bringing the, the want and desire and the ability out of the person to get to their gold standard to get to their ability and their want to change and their want to move forward. Some people just aren't coachable at certain times in their life. They don't want change. They don't want to transform. They don't want to move forward. Well, this isn't going to be a great solution. Then you're not going to coddle or you're not going to coach. You're going to say, if you don't come in on time as a leader, I, I'm going to have to let you go. And that's the difference in, in relationships again. But the power of coaching is the aspect that we can pull the best out of people.
and then when it comes from them and they have self-buy-in, it, it goes way further. It goes way further than any, I, I believe, any other tool that we have. Tools is deep listening and impactful in 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 questions. Uh, there's all kinds of models. Actually, that diamond model is a model of conversation. Okay. So we bounce around in there of of uh, of. Uh, let's see if I can get back there. So we start with a topic. They bring it usually in my coaching sessions. You bring something that is a problem or a solution or something you're having trouble with, clarity, vision. Uh, there's another session tonight. Uh, Conan, I think, is teaching. Conan or um, Gary Fowers teaching about moving vision forward at, through coaching. Um, so there's, there's an aspect of what you bring. So actually, that's my question. Usually my first question is the first question I asked here. What do you want to get from our time? What do you want to walk away with? Now in a, in a leadership position, as a leadership to a subordinate, it might be that you have kind of that aspect of what I need to see from you. So it might be, hey, can we talk about X? There's a coaching client I have now that the next time I go back is like, hey, you brought this up last time. Can we talk about it? Can we, can we work through this together and see where we can get? Because I, I, I think it's detrimental to your, 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 your prosperity, your goals, your desires in life. And it's a, it's a problem that I see that you might want to address. And if they don't, fine. In, in, my, in my interaction with them, I want them to get the most out of it. And they know what that is most of the time. Sometimes they don't. So our we're create what's called a coaching agreement in the beginning. And as a manager, you would want to do the same thing. Hey, we need to agree that, that I need to figure out and we need to work on how to get you here on time. What does that look like and how can we start that process? Mm -hmm. And you we know, were and I are volunteers, and you run into a lot of those issues with volunteers not coming and stuff. So we're, I have to get volunteers that you can rely on. Where, how would you, how would you, when you meet with them, what would you do? Um, so there's two aspects to that. If I'm coaching you on that, what is what is your definition of rely? What what do you need to see for them to be reliable? So if I'm coaching you on that, that's where I would probably start. Um, so there's a whole. So again, going back to this process is we start with trust and we start with an agreement. So we know what the coaching uh, conversations don't look like, and then we let what we call dance in the moment or find their way of like, okay, what does that look like? We pull out questions as like open-ended questions. Um, we don't usually start with why, uh, because why brings like, it's, it's a, it stops people from moving forward. Why is a, yes, very aggressive in, in a lot of ways. And it, it doesn't get what we want. Um, so no yet, yes or no questions are not something I usually ask. Uh, obviously, it's a skill I'm developing. We all develop. We're going to ask a yes or no question at some point in time in our, in our conversation. Um, uh, so we, we play with these, these aspects. And if you look at the handout I gave you, on the back of it, um, there are more resources. 
um, that I give. And if you actually go to the one that's on the schedule app and pull it off of there, I actually have links to resources. Obviously the links didn't, don't work on a piece of paper. So there's some links there from the ICF. So there's a whole process of this. And again, in 45 minutes, it's, it's a fire hose because there's, there's uh, the 11 core competencies from the ICF is basically what a coaching conversation looks like. Um, I'm going to be certified by the ICF. So I actually have the 11 core competencies. They break down into um, uh, markers. Um, so like a coaching question is, what did you learn from today? What did you get from today? What helped you? What actions? So we move to actions. So what is it that we need to do now to get you here on time? Based on your understanding and where we went through, through this, of realizing that he's not getting there on time because he's going to bed too late. Could be that simple. Um, he doesn't have a reliable car. So what does he need to do and what does he want to see to become the person he, he wants? Or honestly, who does God want you to become in this situation? What, is, what would be a motivation for you to get here on time? So I'm not coddling. I'm directly asking, direct conversation. Like there is an aspect of like, what is the problem? What is the distortion, the deletions, or the generalities that he's put in his life? He has never thought of it as like respecting my time or respecting other people's time or respecting his time. Love. What, what defines love in anybody's life? How do we move people in love? A lot of it's just acting. I could, I could have sat here and said, well, God says I am love. Why don't you just tell him that? Is that going to get him where he needs to go? No. And especially with kids, like how you f help them find their path in the chaos. So one of this is looking at is what is, what is your doctrine of life? What does the devil do? He puts confusing doctrines out there. We know it. We see it. He wants to blur the lines in sexuality. He wants to blur the lines between what uh, a, a, a family is because it's related to the church so how do we get people to find their path and pull out the best in others and I believe that coaching can do that and there are some teaching obviously we're going to teach we're going to mentor we're going to counsel it's just the difference between this and those is we're solution focused we want to find the next step forward. And we ask, we don't tell. So how do we get them to a place? And some of it's like, oh, I hear this is what you want. I hear this passion in your, in your voice. He talked about, I want to change their aspect of what love is. That is not defined by the world. It's defined by God. What, what else is defound, defined? What in their life are they defining with uh, the world and how do we get them to understand that the meaning of life is is God it's Jesus how do you get there that might be a question I ask so those open-ended open question brings them along in a process and keeps their mind open for all the possibilities that God has in their life we I mean the church I go to um, the pastor uh, is, is a coach and they're going to have a reorg because they found different people have, they're in a position that that's not their calling, but they might not have known that if they weren't ever in that position. You know, coaching is a, is a vehicle to move from X to Y by Z. So you want them to have a Y of being on time. Their X is that there isn't, but they have to do something different. They have to do Z to ever get to Y. What is that Z? 
How do we find that Z to get them to move to Y? That's where coaching comes in. Two minutes. Anything else? Thank you. Are there any specific questions, like transformative questions that you could that are go-to for you? I can upload one. Again, they're usually uh, like those ones. What did you learn? What did you get from our time together? Sometimes what I thought they got is totally different than what they got. They'll come back to me in this diamond. So this is like a, a there's different models, and if you're here late, if you come back for any of the coaching stuff later, you actually see models and all of those types of things. Again, this is 101. I had to try to get the nutshell of coaching. Honestly, the power of coaching, if you really want to understand it, call me. We're coach. Experience coaching is what it is because we move by experience more than anything. Your experience made you who you are today because you went through the military and now you understand the value of time. But how does he get there? It wasn't the military. I, I understand. Uh, uh, granted, yes, there usually is. Hurry. The hurry monster. Totally. Hurry monster is totally real. No, hurry monster is totally real. Anything else I can help with? You've been really quiet. Obviously, if, if you're, co you're coaching somebody that's in ballet, you're not going to coach them as a, like you're a football coach. You Correct. Some people need to and who's the expert in that situation? It wouldn't be me. I mean, <laughs> you know exactly. That is, th that is the one difference between all of those situations. The mentor, the person. If I go to somebody because they've been through something I think I'm going through, I'm going as a mentor and I want answers. I really I I'm really like what you said about the longevity. I mean, if you go to someone and say, and I am a freak about being like someone that got brought up, I'm like, yeah, coffee needs to get done. If it's not done, there's going to be people in line. You know, it's whatever the case is. But I like what you said, okay, and the, with the passion part of it, if somebody's passion isn't making coffee or whatever, maybe their passion is about something else, and you can find that. In my church, we have 50 people, and we don't have that many resources, so sometimes people have to double if they're late, yes yeah and and again I'm not the expert of your life who's the expert in the coaching like if you want to bring it into sports in the golf is Tiger Woods is the expert or is his coach Tiger Woods He's the one with all the trophies. His coach might not be, but his coach is there to do what? See stuff that he doesn't see. Find the generalities. Find the roadblocks and help him go over it. Thank you for your time.